dismissed in Jesus' name. snow but the ice is a little different story um, at least I, you know, I'll get out and drive in a little bit of snow but uh, if it's if it's iced up you just do what you got to do that's there's no pressure to don't play with the ice so um, but it may pass us up so whatever but maybe it felt good in the house of the Lord here this morning early looking forward to it again tomorrow morning I think it'll get warm enough that it might, uh, I don't know, we'll see about Friday morning, we'll just see it as, uh, take it as it goes, um, praise God, I'm going to go to the book of Judges chapter 20, uh, beginning with verse number 15, and uh, I'm just going to deliver what I feel in the Holy Ghost tonight, and we will go to the house, um, I've, I've read the story a few times and uh, had my opinions on this story or the significance of it, uh, Genesis or Judges 20, 15. And the children of Benjamin were numbered at that time out of the cities 20 and 6,000 men that drew sword beside the inhabitants of Gibeah, which were numbered 700 chosen men. Among all this people, there were 700 chosen men left-handed. Everyone could sling stones at an hair breadth and not miss. Um, I, it's been a while, I think, since I've referenced this story um, but there's, there's much kind of to unpack here and significance of this. Uh, the, the story surrounding this little highlighted point, uh, the book of Judges is a very bloody book. It's a, it's a pretty grotesque. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the 19th chapter, it's just pretty, it's pretty rough. Whew. Um, and in the midst of really the story of the, tribe of Benjamin and the rest of the nation of Israel, um, there's this little highlight about the 700 chosen men that were left-handed. There's, there's much, there, there's a lot of truth to this because of, uh, it talks about them being left-handed and it's for a reason. Has anybody, just off the top of my head, uh, can anybody remember me preaching or teaching about this before? Okay, well, only three people. So the rest of you, I can just repeat it, and you guys won't know the difference. Just kidding. Um, the tribe of Benjamin, 
uh, it actually, there's significant significance to the tribe of Benjamin in Genesis 35, and I'll get there in a moment, but uh, I just want to uh, talk for a few moments and teach for a few moments, whatever, uh, and I hardly ever have a title on Tuesday nights, but I got a little title tonight. Uh, my little title is Left-Handed Warriors in a Right-Handed Kingdom. Uh, throughout Scripture, uh, we see the significance of the right hand. I believe it's the book of Mark where it tells about the ascension of Jesus Christ, and the Bible says that he ascended and sat down on the right hand of God. Uh, that is not talking about God in heaven having a literal right hand. The right hand, it, it, when it is spoken of in Scripture, is significant and, and is referring to the power of God. Uh, the right hand is the dominant hand, uh, and it represents power. Um, so when Jesus ascended into heaven, he was set down on the right hand of God. It doesn't say at the right hand of God. It says on the right hand of God. Jesus is seated in authority and power, okay? Uh, there's more to get into that later, but uh, that's just an example of, and it's throughout Scripture uh, when the, the Bible refers to the right hand. It has to do with the power, with dominance, uh, because an overwhelming majority of people in society are right-handed. How many lefties we got here in the room? One, two, th hold them up for just a second. How many you got? One, two, three, four. You're both. You could play pro baseball. Um, so out of, the, out of, out of uh, I don't know, 40 people, 30 people, whatever, 35, 40, something like that, five, six are left-handed. Majority are right-handed. And even left-handed people, uh, even fewer number of left-handed people are true lefties, as in there'll be some things you do with your right, but you'll probably do most with your left. Uh, just thoughts that come to my brain is uh, where you really see it is it, you rarely see left-handed drummers and then you really rarely see a left-handed drummer set up his drum set completely opposite of a right-handed drummer. Uh, a lot of times a left-handed drummer will play on a right-handed drum set. That's a right-handed drum set set up for righty. Very, very few times will you see a full lefty, all right? So it's just, it's, it's, it's not... Uh, it's not as common. Most people are right-handed, but in the Bible days, this is very important. Even if somebody was left-hand dominant, they would not allow them to stay left-hand dominant. If a child started to show that he was left-handed dominant as a baby or as a little child, uh, the parent would, if he started writing with a utensil with his left, the parent would take the utensil out of the left and put it in the right and make them write with their right hand. This was a cultural thing. They did not allow them to be left-handed. Um, in, in, because of the significance of the right hand. Um, this is just a cultural thing. So everybody would have been right-handed. Now, a kid may have been more naturally inclined to use their left hand, but being forced to do it, they would have developed the right hand and become right-handed. So uh, on the battlefield, they're going to take their sword with their right hand, their shield with their left, and they're going to be right hand dominant. This was a cultural thing during that time. So when the Bible brings us out and talks about these left-handed, 700 left-handed men, it, it's worth mentioning because everybody during that day 
would have been using their right hand. Bears significance also because of where they came from. They came from the tribe of Benjamin. Genesis 35 verses 15 through 18. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him Bethel. They journeyed from Bethel, and there was but a little way to come to Ephrath. And Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. And it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. The name that Rachel, she would have two children, Joseph and Benjamin. And as she is dying, she names her son before she passes away. She names him Benoni, which by definition means son of my sorrow. But at that very moment, in that time, Jacob looked at Benoni, who was named by Rachel, and said, no, he's not Benoni, he is Benjamin, and by definition, Benjamin means the son of my right hand. His wife, Rachel, is passing away, and in her sorrow, she names him according to what she is going through, according to her life. But his father gets a hold of the situation real fast and says, no, you're not going to be identified by the past generation and their struggles. You are going to be known as the son of my right hand. And so out of the tribe of Benjamin would come, and this is where the book of, the book of Judges is way on down the line. As the children of Israel would, and, and this is way on, early on in the story before they would, Go into, they would then go into Egypt. They would come out of Egypt 430 years later, uh, and there would be 12 tribes of Israel. Benjamin would be one of those tribes. And so out of the tribe of Benjamin are these 700 warriors that are left-handed. They are left-handed warriors in a tribe of Benjamin that means the son of my right hand. And this is why it is worth mentioning and the Bible brings us out for a moment and just kind of highlights the possibility that's there. And as, and as I've, I've read through the story and kind of understand, at least I thought I did, uh, uh, most of the implications of the story, uh, I began to, just as I was meditating on it, and, and uh, I, I felt like something just kind of came uh, to my spirit that I had never really really thought about before. There's probably a number of reasons why these left-handed men were left-handed. It's possible that they suffered an injury to their right hand when maybe they were a kid or they broke an arm and not having the medical care that we do now were not able to, was, that arm was not able to heal the way it did. Maybe they were born with a deficiency in the right arm. I don't know. All we know is that they're left-handed. And normally, according to culture, they would have been forced to be right-handed. But for one reason or another, they somehow slipped through the culture or they were unable to use their right hand and they were forced to 
to be left-handed. So they, it could have been a number of reasons, but the, the, the point of it is is 700 of these men were able to develop their left hand to the point, the Bible says, that they could sling a stone and they could, they could sling it at, a, at the breadth of a hair and not miss. Now, that's, that, that took a lot of time. That took a lot of time to develop a skill with a sling to the point where you could be that accurate and be that accurate consistently. And so they devoted themselves, and catch this, they devoted themselves to developing their weaker hand, their less dominant hand. Now it may have been that some of them were naturally left-handed. They could have been injured. They could have uh, not had the mobilization of their right hand, and so they were forced to begin to practice with their left or... Here's my new little revelation. It may have been that they were born into a family that just didn't care. It may have been that they didn't have a father that cared about the fact that the right hand was supposed to be the dominant hand and just said, oh, it's no big deal. You just do whatever. You see, if you used your left hand, you, were, you would have been looked at differently because you're supposed to be right-handed. And so if you are, have a developed right hand and you use it, you don't stick out in society. So when you're a lefty, you're automatically going to be noticed by people and it's not necessarily a good thing. Maybe it was because their home life wasn't what it's supposed to be. And they just went about doing what they did with their left hand and it and it just being whatever. And they're mentioned in Scripture. They had to take, no matter, no matter even if they were left-hand dominant, naturally, they would have had to take a lot of time to develop the skill of hitting a hair's breadth consistently. The point is, is for one reason or another, they either had a physical deficiency or they had a family deficiency. And Satan loves to tell God's people, you don't have the right pedigree for this. You didn't grow up in the right home for this. You didn't have this and this and this to go back on and to, to you didn't have the right lineage to really be of use and to be powerful in the kingdom of God. I would think that there was probably a significant portion of these 700 men that it was probably a family deficiency. I would venture to say some of them probably did not have the use of their right hand, so they did not have a choice. But they wanted to be in the fight so bad that they started working with their less dominant hand, and they did it so much, and they did it consistently to the point where they were so good that the Bible 
couldn't help but mention them and highlight them. It doesn't matter what your deficiency is. The Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. And I've come to realize through the scripture, the difference between called and chosen doesn't have to do with your pedigree. It has to do with your pursuit. It has to do with whether or not you are going to pursue being a part of God's kingdom. These were left-handed warriors in a right-handed kingdom. It's almost like the way that culture was, and, and we see throughout the, the word of God, right-handed is the dominant. That's the power hand. That's, that is what represents the power and the authority. And these guys, by, probably by nature, just in their own minds, realized they stuck out like a sore thumb. But they decided, I'm not going to let my deficiency hold me back from being a, a, a part of the kingdom of God and being used by God. Yeah, I, yes, I may be deficient, but I'm still going to take the time to develop my less dominant hand so I can be on the battlefield. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter where you've come from or where, where you haven't come from. Doesn't matter what your injury is or your what what you're not good at or what happened to you in your life that left you differently. Out of the tribe of Benjamin, the tribe of the son of my right hand, came seven hundred men that were so good at what they did that the Bible couldn't help but mention them. That gives everybody hope. There's nobody that is beyond being used by God. You see, they, the Bible says they were 700 chosen men. They were chosen. That means there was probably a bunch of guys that tried to make the cut and didn't make the cut. That wanted to be out there, but they, they probably didn't devote themselves well enough to get sharp enough to be chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. The difference between being called and chosen, God is calling everybody. The call of God is, is for everybody. Once, once we entered into the New Testament and we are no longer bound by the law and, and, the, and the, the gospel is made available to the Gentiles, to everybody throughout the world, the call of God is there for everybody, everybody. But not everybody's chosen. And these 700 chosen men, we just have this brief little window of a couple of scriptures that tell us about them. And it tells us just enough to, for us to know that these men were devoted more probably than your average soldier because they, they were living life behind everybody else. They had to try extra hard to get on the field. They had to train more than the other men because they were left-handed. So whether or not it was they had a, a, a messed up right arm or maybe they just grew up left-handed and it's how it was, there was an obstacle there that they had to continually pursue beyond the obstacle. And while this, while this 
is, is 700 chosen men and there were many thousands in the tribe of Benjamin that, that wielded a sword, the Bible says, they would have been right-handed. Every single one of us have something in our life that makes us feel deficient. Without fail, every single one of us have something in our life that makes us feel, that makes us feel mortal, makes us feel human, makes us feel like We've all got those things in life that we excel at. And we tend to gravitate towards those things that we excel at because it's just a lot easier and I'd rather win than lose. But every single one of us, if we're going to be used by God, we're going to have something in our life that makes us feel like we're just living behind the eight ball. Like I'm trying to use my left when I'd rather use my right hand and I feel more dominant with my right hand, but I'm forced into a situation where I'm having to develop something in my life that's very awkward for me. But these men devoted themselves. They devoted themselves. They pursued after the opportunity to develop that left hand because it would get them on the field and they could make a difference. Whatever the reason was that they were left-handed, we'll never know. But what we do know is they would, have, they would have stuck out in society like a sore thumb for one reason or another. But they decided to put that all to the side and say, I may not have the pedigree. I, my, my parents should have raised me to be right-hand dominant, but they didn't. They may have neglected me. So here I am, left-handed, when, when all of my friends, the, the guys that I wanted to be friends with, they were right-handed, and, and, I, and I stuck out, and I didn't fit in because I was left-handed for whatever the reason. Whatever the reason was, they were left-handed. But they decided to take that situation and say, I'm going to pursue development to such a point that I will not be ignored. And I don't know what in your life tonight that is. You may have grown up in a situation where you feel deficient in certain areas and you struggle. You may feel like you're a left-handed in a right-handed kingdom. I just don't fit. I just can't figure this out. I just, I've got this problem and I've got this whatever. I've got this hang up. I've got this whatever. But they, they devoted themselves. They pursued it every day. They pursued getting that sling in their left hand and going through the paces as awkward as it felt at first. I'm telling you that, that it, it had to be really discouraging. I'm decent at sports. I can play. I'm right-handed. Get Make me do it left-handed. It gets real funny real fast, as is with most people. When you try to do something with the opposite hand, you, you feel mortal and you, you feel uh, less than. But hear me tonight, that these 700 chosen men out of the tribe of Benjamin, which was the son of my right hand. You see, when Jacob pronounced Benoni's name would not be Benoni, but it would be Benjamin. It gave these left-handed 
warriors a chance because they were of the tribe of Benjamin, which is son of my right hand. And even though they were deficient and even though they did not have what other men had, there, there was something that was in their blood that was in their lineage because of the God that they served that made their deficiency possible to be used by God. Even with their deficiency, it was possible to be used by God on a field of battle and to be victorious on the field of battle. For the, for the word of God to highlight them and say, look at these men. For just a brief moment, take a look at these men that shouldn't have been out there. They shouldn't have been there, but they pursued it. Whatever, whatever you pursue, you will possess. Whatever you pursue, you will possess. They were looking at an impossibility, but God is the God that can take a situation that seems absolutely impossible. And if I will pursue him, and I will pursue the development necessary to, to, to get some of these kinks worked out in my life and to, to work on my deficiencies, if I will not ignore my deficiencies, but, then, but rather I will face them and I will go through the paces every day to work out the deficiencies through the power of the Holy Ghost, there will come a day where God shines the spotlight on you and says they worked it out. They, they, they pursued me. They pursued my development. They pursued their character being developed. They pursued their gifting being developed. Be, when you begin to pursue being developed, you are forced to look at your deficiencies. You're forced to face what you're not good at. And it's very, very humbling. If I want God to use me, then I have got to look in the mirror and I have got to take account or give account to myself and, and admit to myself what I, where I really am at, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, what I'm excelling at, and what I'm failing at. But if I, if, I, if I will look at myself and say, you know what, Aaron, you have this in your life that needs fixed. Here's where you're doing good. Here's where you're not doing so good. Here's where you're failing. Here's where you're somewhat excelling. Whatever, whatever. If I'll look at my life and allow the Lord to search my heart. If I'll allow the Lord to talk to me and say, God, I've got areas in my life that I'm struggling with, but I need to develop them because I want to be used by you. I want the fruit of the Spirit to be evident in my life. I want the gifts of the Spirit to be, to be active in my life. God, I, 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 but I've got all of these deficiencies. I feel like I'm left-handed in a right-handed kingdom. The answer to it is not just praying one prayer and going about my business, but these 700 heroes these 700 warriors, I can tell you what they did. They got out there every day. And when, when the other right-handed warriors went home and took a break, they had a decision to make. They had to look at themselves and say, you know what? It, come, it, it comes easier for them. And I've just got to own where I'm at. And if it takes me longer, I'm willing to put in the work. If it takes me more, I'm willing to do it. If it takes me staying out and practicing another hour or another two hours when everybody's back at the tent resting, 
those 700 warriors had a decision to make. They, they knew that they were, it was going to take them more work. They knew that it was going to take them more time to develop themselves. But they were so determined that they didn't just get good enough they could hit a target, but they could hit a hair's breadth and not miss. Because they consistently every day. Let me tell you, prayer works. Prayer works. And I don't know what your deficiency is, but I know that prayer works. I don't know what it is in your life that makes you feel like a left-handed warrior in a right-handed kingdom. But those left-handed warriors at one time weren't any good with a sling. They couldn't hit nothing. But they got out there every day. Say, I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again. If it takes me longer, I'm going to try again. They were so determined and they were, they were so focused on not being left out of the battle. That little bit by little bit, they began to develop. And it got a little bit easier. And it got a little bit easier. And it got a little bit easier. Let me tell you that God sees every deficiency in your life. He sees it all. He knows where your deficiency is. But you know that God will not bend his principles just because I have not sought him enough. I began to think about this. Uh, I woke up out of bed, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, and I, it, just, it was a random thing that just came to my spirit. Um, for thousands of years, the laws of aerodynamics existed. They existed. It's just man had not pursued it enough to find out how to do it. But when man became hungry and said to himself, there was, there was somebody that looked up at the birds and said, we are going to figure that out. You can look back, and I'm wrapping this up. You can look back over human history, and they still don't know how. Really, they built the pyramids in Egypt. I think there's, and I, I'm saying this off the top of my head, it's either in Greece or maybe in Rome. Some of the architecture, the things that were built 2,000 years ago, there's some things that they don't know how they did it. They know how they did it. Those same men that figured that stuff out looked at the birds of the air and, and like anybody else, probably had the desire, the thought in their mind, I wonder if we could somehow do that. But then around the turn of the 19th, 20th century, right in the early 1900s, late 1800s, in some men began to say, there's a way, and I'm going to figure it out. And so they began to try, and they began to try, and they began to try every day, testing different things to try to get a plane off the ground. The laws of aerodynamics always existed, but God did not allow mankind to discover it until he got hungry enough to pursue it. 
Think about that. The laws, of, they, they existed throughout history. They were there. It's just that man didn't see it. Man didn't know it. He hadn't figured it out. It's not that it didn't exist. It's just he had not discovered it. And there are things in the spirit. There are things in the kingdom of God that God wants us to discover. There are things about ourselves being used by God that we don't believe is possible at this point. But God sees something in you. God sees something in you that you have not yet discovered yet. God sees things in the spirit that you have not yet discovered yet. He's just waiting on us to say, I'm going to get it. I'm not going to be just called, but I'm going to be chosen. I'm going to hear the call. And then I'm going to pursue the will of God. I'm going to pursue being used by God. I'm going to pursue it every day. And if you seek, you will find. If you knock, it shall be opened unto you. If you ask, you shall receive. Let's stand tonight. There is no traumatic, hear me tonight. There is no traumatic injury to your inner man that will keep you from being used by God. It may, whose kid is that? it may feel like it sets you back. And you have focused so much on your right hand and what you lost or what you didn't have. God's looking at you saying, take a look at that left hand. The book of Job, and I don't have the scripture in front of me, when Job is going through all of his stuff, Job says, I looked in front of me and behind me on my right hand and on my left hand and at his left hand where he doth work. God's got a right hand. It's his right hand of power. But in the book of Job's, it, it, Job, it gives us just a little more insight about God's hands. The power gifts where we see his power displayed, that is his right hand. But the Bible says that on his left hand, he's working. I don't know what your deficiency is. I don't know if somebody mistreated you when you were young. I don't know if you had a deficiency in life that left you feeling like I'm not like everybody else. I can't do it like everybody else. I'm not as good as everybody else. It comes easier for everybody else. Let me tell you something. Everybody's got that thing in your life where you look around and you think it comes easier for them. Everybody's got it in one way or another. It may feel like your right hand has been injured. You're not able to use it. Or maybe it was just the way you were raised. You didn't have the right family. And they let you grow up left-handed. 
when they should have corrected you and made you be right-handed. Whatever it was, these 700 chosen men were so good that out of the tribe of Benjamin, the Bible says they could hit a hair's breadth and not miss. I don't care what your deficiency is. God's going to use you. The power of the Holy Ghost is going to flow through you. You may have looked at yourself saying, well, I'm not good at this, I'm not good at that. If you will begin to pursue daily, take it before the Lord. God, I feel like this has handicapped me. I feel like this has set me back. God's going to begin to open some things to you. He's going to begin to open some things to your mind and your spirit. He's going to begin to talk to you. And you may just find yourself being used by God in a way that you might never have imagined. It may feel awkward at first, but if you'll keep doing it. The Bible tells us that these 700 men were so good they couldn't help but be mentioned. God's going to use this church. There's a place in the kingdom of God for everybody to be used, whether you're right-handed or left-handed, whether you had a good upbringing or a bad upbringing, whether you had an ideal situation or not an ideal situation, whether, whether, whether there's bad history or good. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When we come to Jesus Christ, when we come to the cross, he can take a bad situation. He can make it good. He can take a situation where you feel like you're deficient and say, oh, I'm just going to sharpen your other hand. Okay, you might have had, you might have been dealt a, a tough blow in this area of your life, but when, when you give your life to Jesus and let him start developing the areas of your life that you never thought he would be able to use, you just watch out. God's going to use you. Lift up your hands to the Lord right now. Lord, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. I pray in the name of Jesus we'd receive this into our spirit tonight. Lord, you have called us for the harvest. You have called us to be used by God. Lord, your spirit is going to empower us. Lord, we, you are going to develop us. You are going to help us in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak against the lies of the enemy that tells us that we're not good enough, that tells us that we cannot be used, that tells us for whatever reason that we're not going to be as good as somebody else. In the name of Jesus, God, I rebuke that lie in Jesus' name. You're going to use your people. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. There are people in this room that you are gifted in areas in your life that you do not even yet know that you're gifted. And it may take God putting you in an uncomfortable situation for that gifting to come to the surface. And then if you'll stay pliable, God will develop that gifting until you'll be able to take that sling and not miss the mark. Praise God. That's how God wants to use us. Praise God. God's a good God. Hallelujah. There's going to be evangelism and Bible studies that happen this week. Invite somebody to the house of God. Be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Listen to his voice this week. There's somebody for God uh, that God wants to lead you to. There's somebody that God wants you to connect with. Pray for them. Minister to them. 
praise God. Let's lift up our hands one more time to the Lord and just love him tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. In the name of the Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your spirit. I thank you for your empowerment in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we're going to leave here tonight empowered by the Holy Ghost, and you're going to use us in Jesus' name. We are launching into the harvest field, and you're going to lead us, and you're going to guide us, and you're going to help us. In the name of Jesus, there is a harvest there are people that are hungry, and we're going to listen to your voice, and you're going to help us in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands to the Lord tonight and love him together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to leave this place in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be dismissed.